Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. All right, well, welcome again to the Passion and Purpose podcast, back in the war room. Come on. Jimmy, we're talking, well, actually, we're talking about a lot of things, but we're <laughs> focusing in on understanding the times. Yes. And knowing what to do. And, right. you know, you've had Francis on uh, and Lindy. Uh, Lindy as well. I listened to uh, y'all last, uh, or actually early, earlier this week about getting oil and just getting fired up about that. Yeah. Getting excited again about World Mandate, which mm-hmm. is coming up here uh, locally, but also, you know, going on uh, all over the place. Sure. And so we want to talk today about what is God, like, why assemble? Why gather in these special yeah. moments, these sacred assemblies? Yeah. Uh, and what has God done over time? So take us there. Yeah. So here's a, this is a really interesting one. So I want you guys to hang with me because I want to focus in on God moves when his people gather. Mm-hmm. This is just the nature of God, right? Uh, he wants, He is among His people when we gather in His name, mm-hmm. but He also wants to manifest Himself among His people. So these different gatherings matter. So let me give you just a few little numbers through the yeah. New Testament. Yeah. So Jesus sent them out two by two. Right. So twos matter mm-hmm. when I'm with another believer in the name of Jesus. He had 12 disciples. Mm-hmm. He invested in them. He walked and talked with them, did community, did life with them. He had 70 Mm-hmm. So he had a group of 70. So he liked big gatherings. Right, right. So he had, he had 70 disciples that, again, he sent out two by two. Feeding of the 5,000. Mm-hmm. Here's a great one. Mm-hmm. They said there were 5,000 men. Now, we know that they traveled as families. So you had women and children. Mm-hmm. Low bar number is 15,000. Wow. So those were the masses. And what did he do with the 15,000? Mm. He healed their sick. Mm-hmm. He taught them of the kingdom of God. Right. And then he fed them. Right. And what did he tell the disciples? you remember what he told them when he passed out the bread and it multiplied? Uh, it's this when they, were, when they were saying, hey, we want them to go away. And he's like, you give yeah, them yeah, something yeah, to yeah, eat. Yeah, yeah. What did he do? Uh, let's see. When he multiplied the bread, he thanked God for it. <laughs> Broken, right, right. It multiplied out. All right, You're, he's doing good. <laughs> Here's what I was looking for. Yeah, he set him down in groups of fifty. Mm. There's another number: okay. two, twelve, seventy, fifteen thousand, and then he puts them Broke, in groups of fifty, um, so that they could commune together around the bread mm. and the fish, wow. right? The meat and the bread. God feeds us mm. in a huge way, but He also feeds us in community wow. along the way. There's other numbers we could talk about. Fast forward, how many people were waiting for the Spirit of God to come on the day of Pentecost? I think around 120. You're right. You're right. (laughs) He did it. 120. So 120 were waiting for the Spirit of God, and they were in full unity. They were in prayer. They were um, needy because they were fearful of the the Jews, let alone the Romans. Mm -hmm. Their lives were in jeopardy, but they pressed into community instead of pulled away. Right. It says in 1 Corinthians 15 that Jesus had actually spoken to over 500 people about the kingdom of God before um, his ascension, after his resurrection. Mm -hmm. And somehow the other um, 380 uh, didn't feel compelled to risk their lives 
to be with the people of God to associate, yeah, and to be and yeah. to be be a part of mm. the kingdom. Mm. So sometimes, even if you're listening to this and you've been passive and you're assembling with other believers, uh, I'm telling you, you can appreciate the teachings of Jesus, but you can't experience the teachings of Jesus without being with the people of Jesus. Wow. Wow. Okay, so so what I'm hearing you say is that those those groupings, those gatherings are are important, and we see yeah. it all well, throughout Scripture. Well, I'm even going to take you on from here. Okay, take, so uh, the more. Spirit of God falls in Acts two, and then how many people came to the Lord in a day? Oh, I think around three thousand. <laughs> yeah, is <laughs> <laughs> great. This is Bible quiz. Uh, so we're three thousand, then it said there were five thousand in Jerusalem, then mm-hmm. ten thousand, mm-hmm. and then there's other scriptures that said myriads of myriads. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people. That's a whole lot. <laughs> So the deal is those these convocations, especially in Jerusalem, we see that there was a calling that Jesus had said, hey, my spirit's going to come on you and you're going to go from this gathering, these 3,000, these 5,000, these cool moves of God. Mm-hmm. But this is meant to get to Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Right. And you guys got too comfortable in your gathering mm-hmm. and you need to be ignited and sent out. Mm. So Jesus allowed some persecution to come on the church right to activate them to go out. And right. some of them were running for their lives, and some were truly led by the Lord. Uh-oh, I think it's time to wake up and get on with the mission of God. Mm. And we see churches planted in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then ultimately they would land in a place called Antioch. Mm-hmm. And Antioch, numbers and numbers came to the Lord, Jews and Gentiles together. And of course, I'm really uh, familiar or, or love to talk about Antioch, but I just want to fast forward you to Acts 13. The whole community, mm-hmm. they listed the leaders in the community, and then it says they were ministering to the Lord mm-hmm. through fasting and prayer, mm-hmm. and then the Spirit of God spoke in that meeting, set aside for me, Paul and Barnabas. Mm-hmm. They went and planted 13 known churches, would eventually land in a place called Ephesus, which would be another hub city, where they would stay for three years, teach and train, and it said all of Asia Minor heard. All of Asia so, so we have three hub places a move of God in Jerusalem, large mm-hmm. gathering, a move of God in Antioch, and a move of God in Ephesus mm-hmm. that eventually would catalyze the gospel to what we experience even today. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Wow. So when we gather at places like World Mandate, our biblical uh, kind of uh, uh, agreement is Acts 13. Mm-hmm. We're going to minister to you in extravagant worship. Mm-hmm. And surrender. We're going to fast ahead of time to lay the groundwork, mm-hmm. and then we're going to ask you to speak to us and send us wherever you need to, wherever Jesus is needed to be made manifest right. to the nations of the earth. Mm-hmm. So um, again, what I what I want to make sure that that you're capturing here uh, as you're listening is that it's not enough just you and Jesus. Um, hey, your house church and Jesus paramount. But these gatherings, these convocations where we set aside time to fully, fully surrender, Mm -hmm. fasting, prayer, extravagant worship, they become catalyzers for what God's doing around the earth. Um, I was just recently uh, reading over some response cards from 1998. Ooh, okay. So we probably had a thousand people at World Mandate in 1998. And um, this uh, guy shared stories of old of people who had surrendered their whole lives to the gospel. Mm. A guy named C.T. Studd, who had been uh, an incredible cricket player, 
which would be similar to football of the day, mm-hmm. uh, and it'd be like it'd be like Tom Brady, mm-hmm. you know, in college or something. And um, he and a group of his friends, who were well-known athletes and scholars, uh, kind of the best of England, mm-hmm. had heard the call of the Lord to go to Africa, to go to India, to go to the nations of the world. And they had said, okay, we're laying down our cricket career, we're laying down our nobility and our future to be mm. something in Great Britain because the Lord is calling. Right. Not just for uh, anyone, he's calling for those, for everyone. And mm. they said, and that includes us. Mm. And so uh, C.T. Studd led an incredible move of God in Africa and was sacrificed his whole life. Uh, one of his famous statements is, I'd rather be in a yard of hell than within the sound of church bells mm. because the only way to overcome hell is to be present mm. with light, wow. right? So, and when, when, when they shared his story in a very compelling way, then we asked people to come forward just like the Cambridge Seven, that was mm-hmm. what they called their group. Mm-hmm. We said, would you come forward and be counted in your generation, right. your day? And people wrote things like, uh, give me Afghanistan or I die. And if I die, I will be satisfied because I will have obeyed the Lord. Wow. And that was our Afghan team, some of the people around that. Mm. We had uh, someone write, give me the Palestinian peoples in my lifetime that they may hear and know and be be um, known at the throne room of God. Would you, Whatever it takes, God, my life for yours. And that allowed another couple to go and began a move of God among Palestinians that today was one of the most powerful moves of God that has happened in the last 30 years. We had people say, give me China, give me North Korea. Mm -hmm. We sent people out from that moment over the next three or four years that literally were some of the first people in their area to see people come to Jesus, Mm. see moves of God that today are historic in retrospect. And, but there were hundreds of them. God, I'm, I'm willing to do anything, anywhere, anytime. I am yours. I surrender everything to you. I surrender my vocation, my location, right. uh, my, my potential spouse or not. I only want your will. Mm. And as I read each of these the, the writings, I realized that so much of our movement, the Antioch movement, was shaped by those moments. Mm. Uh, actually, without those moments, we wouldn't be in you know almost fifty Holy nations Spirit. of the world right. right now. We wouldn't have been a part of different moves of God around the world. We wouldn't mm. be positioned to be a part of what God's doing in the earth right now. Right. So sometimes when people like if you're listening to this, you think, well, you know, I don't need to go to that deal, or I don't need to go to this deal. <clears throat> but um, uh, of course, however the Holy Spirit leads. But don't let your flesh keep you from a convocation because mm-hmm. you think I've been there before. Right. All right. And let that one hang. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so let me give you an example. Okay, Jordan. I'm, I've known the Lord for 40 years. Mm-hmm. My, in my 41st year of knowing Jesus. Wow. Okay. I'm giddy right. about gathering with the people of God. I can, at I world can tell. Man, at yeah. world mandate. Because I don't know what God's going to do. I I know he's going to call somebody. I know he's going to visit somebody. I know he's going to baptize somebody in the Holy Spirit. I know somebody's going to get saved. I know a prodigal's going to come home. That's just normal. (laughs) And so as a believer who loves Jesus, who wants to be a part of God's doing, what would keep me from being there? there? 
flesh. <laughs> Arrogance. Uh-huh. Uh, indifference. Uh-huh. Uh, there's not a good list. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Of wise. My own desires. Yeah. You know, distraction. Right. Desire for other things. Mm-hmm. Deceitfulness of riches. Yep. There's so many things that would keep me from it. And the, again, I, to me, the worst one is, oh, I've done that. Right. Yeah. I, it's just another world mandate. I've been there before. Right. Wow. Right. If I, if I treated my walk with God like that, then I wouldn't have a devotional life. Mm. I had a great devotional life in 98, uh-huh. 2001. Good year. Yeah, I've yeah. done that. I've done the devotional thing. Hey, thanks for a little help again. <laughs> you know, that's, that's scary. Right. I wanna, I'll pause. What do, you, what do you think about that? Um, well, <laughs> super strong and convicting, right? But that was, you know, that was a little bit of actually my own story. Yeah. Coming to, uh, I was invited to a world mandate. Not ninety eight. I was still in high school, but oh one. You could have been there. You could have been. Could have been there. Oh one. Oh one. I get invited to my first world mandate. Right. Jackie Pullinger. Thank you for inviting her. <laughs> I'd never. I'd never wow. heard. I'd never heard anything like that. I'd never been to one of these gatherings. Right. So it's what you're talking about. It's passionate worship. People surrendering. It was out at Latham Springs. If you remember yeah. those, oh, yeah. you remember those. Uh, I love times. Latham. But you're talking about, hey, if someone's gonna. It's the first time I'd heard about baptism in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, was baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's just on the ground, fire of God. But I'm hearing about this isn't just for you. It's for others. And she's talking about how she laid her life down yeah. for the poor of the earth there in Southeast. Um, Asia. So I wrote her a handwritten letter afterwards and I said, look, this is all brand new to me. I don't know anything about this, but I'm compelled. Can I come and live in y'all's, they call them new boy homes. Mm-hmm. And so that started for Christy and I, I mean, it, it's altered our life the next 20 years in a, in a, in a joyful way, like in yeah. a glad way. I'm so glad that I went to this gathering. I'm so glad people laid down their life to plow the way that I could also participate. So I'm, I'm just, I'm listening to you. I'm like, wow, that's my own story. So, so wait, so Jordan, let's, let's unpack this. So you're just college guy at A&M. Uh, yep. I'm fin- I'm finishing A&M. That's right. Trying to figure out with your life. Yep. Somebody invites you. You say, Christian Zach. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Come on. Yeah. Um, powerful woman of God. Like this, this year we have Tracy Evans. Yep. Heard Tracy who is one. Jackie Pullinger. Yeah. Yeah. In another body. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> So radically, he's given her life to the kids of Mozambique, mm-hmm. people of Mozambique. And um, so you said you got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Yes. So you said the fire of God came on. Describe that for me. So, so I came from a, I did not come from a Highland or any background. Sure. So this was brand new. So I, I didn't know to be for or against or have any argument for sure. or against. Sure. I just, I'm hearing these stories. You know, she's, I'd only been reading the Bible at that time for a number of years, right. small number of years. But I'm like, she's talking about things that happened in the Bible, right? But they're happening now, wow. yeah. Among people that don't have a Bible background, or right. not trying to prove anything, but are yeah. getting their lives transformed. Yes. And so I was like, I'm, I'm open, and I because I don't have a background, but I'm open to what you're talking about. Right. And she's like, you know, you need this if you're going to serve people effectively in the way that God yeah. is calling you to do it. So, yeah. so I was like, okay, yeah. I will, I will have that, right. even though I don't know about it. Sure. And so what, what happened? Fire God came on you, on your face? Yep. Uh, whole, whole body. I mean, I couldn't, I was on the ground. They, they, well, <laughs> they told me, they're like, hey, hey, bro, you can sit down or you're going to fall down. Now, again, I don't have any background for this. I'm kind of a conservative guy by name, so I was like, I'll sit down. I don't want to fall down. <laughs> so, so I sit down. I can't move because mm-hmm. my body, I don't know how to describe. I haven't had an experience like this since. 
but it was just like the fire of God is the only way I can ex- describe it. And I start praying in tongues. Mm. That was not something that someone had said, do this or don't do this. This is good. Sure, this is not sure. good. It just started happening. Yeah. And been doing it ever since. So, so uh, the fire of God comes on you. You get a heavenly language. And we often talk about that heavenly language is to praise God. Yes. It's intercession. It's used for intercession right. for others. It edifies your inner man. Right. And when interpreted, it strengthens the body. Yes. There you go. Good. So, um, <laughs> so but that also pro- compelled you to go. Yes. So where, uh, you went to Hong Kong? Yeah, so they had you know that little uh, Kowloon area of Hong Kong is where they had the the police. There there have been such transformation. Uh, if you haven't heard stories called yeah. Chasing the Dragon, such transformation in that area that the local government was like, "How can we help you?" So yeah. they gave them the old their old police headquarters to be these heroin recovery, yeah. gospel centered kingdom rah right. rah. And so when you went to Hong Kong, she was just so grateful to have you, right? Or what? I never what? hardly saw her. Yeah. <laughs> what did she ask you to do? Well, I told her that I would wash toilets or scrub floors if I could just be part of the community. See, come on now. That's a mark of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about speaking in tongues, but a greater mark of the Holy Spirit is a surrender Mm. to the point of a college graduate saying, I will literally wash toilets and wash feet if I can just be a part of what God's doing. Yeah, that's 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 all I wanted to do. (laughs) The baptism of the Holy Spirit is the Mm. consuming of our bodies with God Mm -hmm. so that we flow only with God and only want to do the will of God. Right. So you show up, and, and what the heck you do? <laughs> Various things. But the things I remember were going around and praying. You know, they have these street meetings. But before that, they would do an hour of intercession uh-huh. over the new people coming in. Right. Well, that was new to me. So they put me the most immature with the most mature person. So we went around, and we saw people delivered of demons, which that was... Again, I've never been on a mission trip. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I guess this is normal. <laughs> hey, let it be, Lord. <laughs> let it be. Let that be. I mean, so, so you do that, and then we would gather. We would, just like we do here, and we'd, uh, we'd worship the Lord. We'd study the Word of God. We would do recreation mm-hmm. uh, uh, together. And then, you know, people had some significant things that they're overcoming. This heroin addiction. So we would pray over the new people right. uh, 24-7 for those first 10 days yeah. as they were going through a lot of physical pain, but also obviously emotional stuff, um, spiritual things. So those are some of the things that happen. Great. All right. Well, so I know we've, we've kind of talked about a lot of things here, but the thing that I want people to take away is there are holy convocations, there are meetings that um, that God shows up at when his people gather, mm. when two or three gather in his name, when we get house to house, when 120 out of desperation begin to lean in and pray. Mm-hmm. And then they catalyze these big moves of God where thousands come, etc. But the power of the world mandate experience, and not just in Waco, but the different ones we have around the country, mm-hmm. is that... That weekend is set apart simply to say, God, would you come again? Yes. Would you do it again? Right. Uh, And when you align your heart and your weekend around the desires of God, the will of God, the surrender Mm. to God and the purpose of God to send people to the nations, he will come Mm. every time. Right. And my experience has been no matter how prepared we feel like we are or not, no matter really who's speaking or not. God always comes mm. because we're on point with his message. Right. So my admonition again would be um, get to a world mandate um, and then also just in a personal way, 
would you gather your friends together for some holy purpose? Mm. Would you just say, hey, we're going to worship for two hours and ask the Holy Spirit to fall and speak to us. Mm-hmm. Or we're going mm-hmm. to gather together and we're gonna just going to read the world out loud for two hours. Mm. I know several people have done that. We're just going to, like they Literally did, open the, word, open the word, and we're just going to read. We're just going to be reading for two hours. Wow. That's called being washed with the water of the word. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Who knows what God might do. Right. We're going to get together for two hours, and we're going to pray for the nations mm-hmm. of the world for people to be saved and prodigals to come home. Who wow. knows what God will do? Wow. I think so many times the reason we're bored with Christianity is because we're not doing it. Mm-hmm. We're not trying it. We're not right. doing what God laid out for us because all the fun stuff mm-hmm. is on the other side of self. Mm. Uh, and it's on that active part of partnership with God. Right. All right, it's understanding the times. This is a unique time in history. Mm-hmm. God's wanting to show up among people who mm-hmm. are hungry mm-hmm. and humble, mm-hmm. and he's inviting us in these gatherings right. to activate. Right. All righty? So let's do it wherever you are today. Lord, I pray for my friends that mm-hmm. they would gather in the name of Jesus, would meet with you powerfully. Mm-hmm. We pray for every world mandate going on around the country. Would you visit us? Acts 1-8. Mm-hmm. Would you Acts 2 Acts 4, Acts 8, Acts 10, Acts 19. Would you visit us with the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. Fall on us with power. The same thing that happened to Jordan. May the mm-hmm. fire of God come on, come on us. Mm-hmm. And then may the calling of God compel us mm-hmm. to reach the world that you have died for. You, In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.